Really excited about this week's podcast. Dr. Nick Fuller is in the house and he is the man that's going to talk to us about interval weight loss. How are you, mate? Very well, Greg. Thanks very much for having me on. Can't wait. Let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. This podcast was brought to you by the newest product to enter the body science performance range, Myocytin, independent research-proved body science Myocytin to outperform standard creatine. In only six days, athletes ingesting Myocytin gained more than twice as much body mass as those consuming regular creatine. Athletes also increased upper arm girth by over 200% more than regular creatine users and improved their bench press performance significantly more than users of regular creatine. Ask your local supplement retailer how to get yours. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, and healthy. And at the end of this today, I'm going to throw in something new to me, interval weight loss with Dr. Nick Fuller. How are you, mate? Very well, Greg. Thanks very much for having me on. And before we kick off, I'm just going to roll in here. You are the leading obesity expert at Charles Perkins Centre at the University of Sydney. Is that correct? It is. I I mean, look, there's a lot of leading experts across the country, across the globe. It's just one of these titles that we get stuck with. That's what I do. (laughs) Mate, if I'm you, I'm going to say own that because that's a great title to have. Let's do it. So you were just talking before, like you've written three books, Interval Weight Loss, Interval Weight Loss for Life, and Interval Weight Loss for Women. So, mate, let's let's just kick into the author lifestyle first. What made you think, gee, I want to write a book? And especially with that topic, because interval weight loss, that's something that you don't hear over the table every day. Yeah, I, I guess I was very fortunate in my patients encouraged me to do this. So I've been working in a clinical setting for about 15 years. Before that, I was working in a corporate setting, uh, delivering the advice to patients that appear or people that appear on those very popular weight loss shows you know, realized that what we were doing was just purely for a visual effect. And I wanted to go back and sort of understand what was happening within a person's body because these people were losing weight. They had no problems losing weight, but then they were stacking it back on and they were ending up heavier than before they started. So I went along or back to the university, RPA hospital, which is where I work and basically, you know, see patients treat patients for weight loss and we investigate what happens within a person's body. So we take samples off them. They're like human guinea pigs. Uh, (laughs) So we we can paint a better picture of what long-term weight management should look like. So I guess through that process and many years of working with different people, I was then encouraged to translate that science from an academic clinical setting into books. And as you you mentioned, it's now a series of books. It is the same program, but each book tackles different components. So for example, the latest one, which I've got here, goes into some of those specific challenges that women face, like pregnancy and menopause and the weight challenge that comes with that. But the root cause of of the problem, which is why we are putting the weight back on, well, it goes into the science of that in a light and entertaining way so people can actually understand it. So it's an easy read, it's not technical? Easy read. Promise you it's a very easy read. And then secondly, it actually explains what recent science now shows and how you can lose weight and keep it off long term. So it's about offering a a program of care to people and and guiding them towards evidence-based 
care because if diet worked, we wouldn't see the obesity epidemic going up. It yeah, is one of the cool. number two, one of two things that's contributing to the obesity epidemic. You've got the food addiction, you know, that addiction to the favorite processed fast foods on every corner of every block. We've all that got those. Sees, yep. Absolutely. That sees the waistline go up or the weight go up by that 0.5 to 1 kilo every year. Yep. Uh, the weight starts to go up. And then what do we do? We react by dieting. We follow the latest uh, and greatest diet, the, the 4 8 12 week online program. We lose the weight and then we stack it back on. And as we'll get into, that is actually due to our biology. It's not just due to the restrictive nature of some of these programs. Let's rip into that, Dr. Nick. Like, why did you call it interval weight loss? Interval weight loss because of the method in which we prescribe weight loss. So, you know, if we typically think of how we lose weight, uh, visually it looks like someone going down and then you see that V-shaped response where they go back up and they end up heavier than before they started. So they're doing this over and over and over again. They do it up to five times a year. That's what our data is showing. They're often going back to the same prob- same program, same diet, but failing every single time. But worse still, they're actually accelerating their weight gain. So we know from large data sets looking at twins, um, that the twin who diets throughout their lifetime will always end up heavier than the one that didn't. So it's obviously independent of genetic factors. Wow. So this intentional weight loss, yeah, exactly, or dieting is actually contributing to, as we explain, that obesity epidemic. Now, the other thing I, I mentioned is our research is looking at how to prevent the weight regain. We know when you lose weight and you're on this decline towards the bottom of the V, you know, it could be a couple of kilos, 5, 10, 15. At some point, your body slows down. Yep. We all know it gets harder to lose weight at a particular time. And that is because your body shuts down. Your metabolism goes down, your metabolic rate, how much energy you burn at rest. Can we explain to, and I, I'm, and we're talking about the downward trend here. So, and, and we'll we'll remember that because I've got a great memory and you do too. But do you just want to explain, I think your wording there was the metabolism starts to shut down. For us everyday people who throw that word around like gluten-free and whatever it is, what does that actually mean? Like you often hear people say, oh, I've got a slow metabolism. Or I've got a fast one or whatever. What does that actually mean for people out there who don't really understand what that means? Yeah, Me it's being a very one. good question. <laughs> very good question. I guess the best way to think of it is your body is 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 like a car and yeah. it you know it requires fuel to to burn along now when you sit there at rest you're burning a certain amount of energy now when you start to diet that energy that you're burning at rest right now greg well that decreases it means you start burning less calories at rest if you do that you're more likely to hold on to your fat stores and as a result with your metabolism going down or your engine revving along much lower than what it normally does so what What's happening is your body's shutting down and that shut, shutting down process is your metabolism slowing, the car slowing down, meaning you burn less calories at rest, meaning the weight goes back to the start point. Now, that is one of these biological protections that kick into gear. So we know there's there's the sort of eight well-researched physiological responses to weight loss. Metabolism is the one we, like you mentioned, we all like to talk about. That is something that actually happens within your body. So when someone says, I have a slow metabolism well you know what if they've been on a lifetime of dieting they have mucked 
fucked up their metabolism through dieting. Their body has learnt down and hold on to its fat stores in order to prepare for the next bout of starvation that they'll go through. Now, this well is all due to evolution. Yep. You know, we will often go long periods of time without food. Um, there's times they gather, it could be hours, it could be days. So when we didn't have food, again, our body would learn to shut down the metabolism would slow and our body would hold on to its fat store. But in the modern day environment, I mean, food's everywhere. We have no trouble in the developed world, developing countries, finding food and accessing food. Consequently, it pushes our weight up, our waistline gives way. But then we respond by dieting. What does that do? Lowers your metabolism. The, the car slows down, the body slows down because it doesn't know any better. It's actually going, it's doing all it can to defend its body weight in order to go back to its start weight. And that's in order to survive and procreate something left over from our time as hunter gatherers. So you've got the same genes in a different environment, the evolutionary mismatch, and, you know, this, this whole dieting escapade that we're on is yes, it's lowering our metabolism. So when someone says, hey, I've got a slow metabolism, will they do? but they've mucked it up through dieting. Dr. Nick, that is one of the best explanations of metabolism that I've ever heard. I'm a fan. I am going to grab your book, Interval Weight Loss. There is no problem with that. It's something that I want to read and share with my uh, peers and friends. But one of the big things I cut you off there with the word metabolism, you're starting to talk away, talk about why you call it interval weight loss and you were talking about some well-researched pathways. Yeah, exactly. So going back to what I actually do here at the University of Sydney RPA Hospital, uh, we are you know, researching what happens within a person's body when they're following diets, when they're undergoing these weight loss attempts. And as just explained, one of those physiological responses that shuts down when you diet is our metabolism, how much energy you burn at rest. So you, you go from the car burning along to the car slowly pottering along, running out of gas. Yep. And when that happens, remember you burn less calories at rest and you climb back to your start point. But not only that, you don't just go back to your start point, you actually put on a little bit of extra weight because that's your body preparing for the neck bout of starvation. So it's not karma, it's your body doing it. Uh, it's your body doing it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only one of the pathways. I mean, there are eight well-researched pathways and, you know, what I refer to as biological protections or physiological responses to dieting. So we've got metabolism, but we've also got our appetite hormones. And one of those appetite hormones we love to talk about is ghrelin, mm. and that's that hunger hormone that goes up when you haven't eaten for a long period of time, basically uh, released from your stomach, acting on your brain, your clever part of your brain called your hypothalamus, yep. telling you to eat. Now, when you diet, guess what? Ghrelin levels go through the roof. They tell you to go on. Your, it's basically acting on your brain, telling you to go and get more food. Why? If you eat more food, you regain the weight. You go back to your start point. Yep. There's also your thyroid function, which is shutting down, which again is, is sort of a, the gate keep it to your metabolism, which means you burn less energy at rest. You've got your adrenal glands pumping out more cortisol. All of these responses are not good. They're not favorable. Yeah. It just means you're going to put the weight back on. And this is what people don't understand. And that's what I see a large part of my role in translating the science from our you know, university and hospital clinic. So, so mate, it's a problem going, here that, you know, why are we fighting against the research as a group of people? Is it because you don't have Instagram ambassadors? doing things for you or like what and I don't mean that in a I negative way but I don't have a million but, followers 
<laughs> but what, what what is that? What it is? It's just it's just the lack of ability to get this great research out to a wider population. It is. I mean, sadly, the the industry saturated, and there's a lot of great people doing great things. There's no doubt about that. But when it comes down to it, you can't fight your body. Yep. Your body is going to fight that weight loss, and it doesn't matter what diet you go on. Yes, you're going to get an instant gratification, and some produce quicker, shorter term results because you cut out more food or you cut out more calories. Yep. But eventually, you're going to go back to your start point and that's not that's what we're not talking about in the general public those sad stories where people are putting the weight back on and ending up heavier than before they started and then going through the same diet same experience over and over and over again and ending up with huge psychological ramifications and body image disorders and those physiological responses we're talking about like the metabolism well when someone puts up their hand and says i have a slow metabolism well they do because they mucked it up through dieting yeah okay so this is Yes, it's a large part of my work. And you're right. The diets that we talk about, um, the the online weight loss programs that are, that are largely followed are often backed by big name celebrities or social media influencers. They're the ones that can get you know, reach huge amounts of people. And restrictive food programs give us a, the quick drop on the number uh, on the scales, which is what we're all looking for. Yep. And that's what gains momentum. People talk about the short-term weight loss, then Pat tries it and Joanne, et cetera, et cetera and become sort of a cult following until we then morph into the next version of that diet. But look, when you look at the data, fewer than 5% are succeeding long-term on their weight loss journey. Okay, that is what is you know, what we really need to be addressing. And so, um, so talking about that weight loss journey, at what stage are people coming in front of you? So has a doctor sad, recommended they need to go and talk to someone? Are we at that? What type of, what, what level are we talking about here? Yeah, most of the time they're coming to our clinics where they've already tried diet after diet after diet. It might be five, up five diets a year we're finding. Wow, um, is that right? And yeah, and more than 60 diets by the age of 45. So it's, it is complete madness. And they're going back to the same ones. They'll sign up. They get the short-term weight loss. They they put the weight back on. They feel good. They put the weight back on and they say, hang on, you know what? I failed because of a lack of willpower. I just didn't stick to it for long enough. They don't understand what's going on within their body. So they sign up again and they keep going through that iteration. But as we also discussed, you know, that really good data set um, from from an international study shows that the twin that dieted always ends up heavier than the one that didn't. So it is independent of genetic factors. It's, it's, It's due to evolution and it's due to that time as hunter-gatherers when our body learned to shut down and store fat. It's really interesting you say that because people always blame genetics. Oh, I'm, I'm big boned, I'm this, I'm that or whatever. There's always an excuse associated with weight management. And so your book, Interval Weight Loss, let's, yes. let's summarize it really quickly. What's the million dollar answer here? Like, let's throw it right out there. We can't lose weight continuously. You have to lose weight in intense the name interval weight nice. loss. That okay. means yep. you lose a couple of kilos over the course of a month. Yep. Then you maintain the weight for the next month. Uh, then you lose again. Yep. Then you maintain. You lose, you maintain. Now, why the maintenance periods? Those maintenance periods allow your body to reset its set point, recalibrate your body's weight. And it does it that quickly? It, it does in month intervals. Okay. If you continue to lose weight, what happens is, remember, you get the decrease in metabolism. You get the increase in appetite hormones telling you to eat more. So those maintenance periods are preventing those physiological responses to weight and we know that because we measure what happens within a person's body so look 
it's very hard for a person when they start on on interval weight loss, the weight's going down and then they're told they have to maintain for the next month before yeah, then going on and losing weight again. You're not, you're not. But most people, unfortunately, have been on the dieting SA and they know that eventually that weight will climb. So it's about painting that longer term picture, getting a person to focus on that 12 month. You know, it's still allowing someone to lose about 12 kilos over a year. Yep. And typically we lose 10 in a few weeks and put 11 back on just quick. So we've got to move away from that short term, the getting ready for the event, the summer body, whatever it is, because that is only exponentially increasing your problem from a physical and a mental health perspective. So that's what it looks like very simply. But obviously there's there's key steps to it and there's six key steps. Um, outline in the in the books but also in the online version it's tell it's it's educating a person on what they should be putting into their body how to overcome the emotional and comfort eating um telling them that they don't need to count calories and, and weigh out uh, grams of food with every meal it's complete madness our body's far smarter than that if calories in versus calories out work again remember we wouldn't have this obesity epidemic Absolutely. going up and yep. we wouldn't see people fighting the weight and then there's also tackling other key pillars like activity so that you, you incorporate in a sustainable uh, and fun way. We evolve to move. And then lastly, sleep. Sleep health plays a very important role. That's so such a new word. That's ca- sleep has really come into everything that we tend to talk about in these podcasts now. And, you know, it's amazing. Now we're talking weight loss and sleep. It's uh, it's an interesting concept. So when, when people come in and see you in their clinical environment, you guys are addressing all those issues for somebody? Yeah, we, we address it and we, we we do tell them there is six steps to this interval weight loss plan. And again, broadly, you know, sort of what to eat, um, the portion sizes, big to small throughout the day, how to tackle the emotional comfort eating, how to incorporate activity, and then lastly, how to improve your sleep health. Uh, they're simple things. And, and look, it does take time to change these habits. And it takes that magic 66 days um, from what we've done in our work. But you do get there and you can change that wiring in the brain, which just we've sort of become addicted to this monday environment where we reach for the process and packaged foods we don't exercise we stay up all night with our phones we're addicted to technology and then we get poor sleep and go through the same cycle again let the weight go up and then we diet yeah yep mate it's um <laughs> it's really so for everyday person out there that's not seeing a doctor wants to lose like most people that i talk to these days and i'm, I'm in the 50 category we found those half a kilos a month you were talking about and maybe added a few more on along the way because we enjoy the times that made those so do, do we just read your book and your, your book interval weight loss and our life changes or is there programs that we can subscribe to do we have to go and book a clinical session with you how, how do you work in the marketplace yeah so look we do operate in the marketplace in a way that's scalable because otherwise we wouldn't be able to help everyone yep. um, you know not only across australia but now trying to reach across the globe the program is translated into chinese for example. That's now, amazing. What, what that means is, you know, for someone that's listening to this, I'm all about education and equipping someone with information so you feel empowered. So look, go to the library, borrow the book, buy the book, whatever it let's might not be. Let's not borrow it. Where can we buy it? Let's, let's rip uh, him. Where can we buy it? It's funny how I, I deal <laughs> with all they, these what? these expert authors and I love what they write. And as soon as you say, where do you buy it? They're like, oh, you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> where, where do I buy your book? Well, well, you know the famous tagline, all good bookstores. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> uh, you well, must sell a few. It says bookstores. best-selling author on it. So, 
Yeah, you can get look. You'll get it at all bookstores online. It's it's very easy to find. There's three different versions. I would say start with the latest one, Interval Weight Loss for Women. Even though it's for women, yep. it's for everyone. The only difference is it does tackle some of those specific life challenges like pregnancy, menopause that women go through that us men never have to worry about. Yep. But it's going to tell you about these six principles and it's going to articulate in layman's terms the science that we've been discussing in this podcast. So do that. Equip yourself with the information. And then if you want to follow it online or you've got a patient or a friend or a colleague, you can follow it in the palm of your hand with the online version, um, which is found at intervalweightloss.com. That enables you to form habit and enables you to track your weight. It gives you your personalized weight tracker so that you have the down, across, down, across, down, across. Oh, nice. Uh, because we are, remember, only interested in the long-term outcomes. We don't care what's going to happen in the first few months. The first few months are going to be the hardest. If you've been on that dieting escapade, your body is in shutdown mode. And it's going to take a couple of months for your body to embrace the principles, respond to weight loss, because remember all that damage you've done. That's why it becomes harder and harder to lose weight, not only with age, but also with every weight loss attempt. So it's about patience as well. And it's about forming habit that will last a life. Lifetime, and it, it is with these six simple steps. So, with that yo-yo dieting, you use the word damage. Then, why is it damage? It's damage because your metabolism goes down. Now, there's a really good study uh, that came out from the scientists in the US named Kevin Hall. He basically followed up contestants from The Biggest Loser. Now, we all know this very popular show. They lose large amounts of weight, and then when we followed them up seven years later, they've stacked it all back on. Okay. But also and more scaringly, their metabolism is here before they lose the weight. Yep. It goes down when they lose the weight. Yes. But it goes down by an extra 15% that we can't account for, even wow. after accounting for the decrease in body mass. But then even after they regain the weight, the metabolism doesn't go back to baseline. It stays lower. So if it stays lower, you continue to burn less calories at rest and you continue to stack the weight back on. So that's an example of the damage that you're doing to your body physiology. The car's not going to be burning along. It's it's going slower. Because remember, this is your body shutting down in order to survive and procreate. It had to do that because we would go long periods of time without food. So this is the damage we're doing through dieting, restrictive food practices, and any sort of weight loss attempt. This is why it's important to form habit, to gradually do it over time, and to follow a methodology where we know our body won't fight the lot the weight loss. And that's, remember, the interval weight loss, down, across, down, across, down, across. It's not to be confused with intermittent fasting. <laughs> what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Great for health. Yep. But look, again, we, we, we evolved to go long periods of time without food. Yep. But in modern day environment, two in three of us are struggling with their weight. So what are we doing intermittent fasting for? Weight loss. What result do we get? We get a decrease, but then what? We get the increase. Yep. We're putting it back on. These patients are coming in and they've stacked it back on. On. And that's including your 5-2, your 16-8, your 24-hour fast. It doesn't matter what alternative, you're still getting the same response. And that's only because your body's fighting the weight loss. Yeah, gotcha. So, mate, um, are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. I've Give us the Instagram account, come million, on. million followers. This, this <laughs> Get the message out one, there. Greg, at interval weight loss. Let's see the subscribers go through. Hey, the boom, 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 boom. You can hear them right now, mate. <laughs> now, people should, oh, look, everybody, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is that, that we have a lot of young people listen to our podcast as well as a lot of old people. We're 21-year-old business, so we sort of cater to a lot of people. So for all those kids out there that are hitting the gym, they're 17, 18, hitting it for the first time, they're getting into the lifestyle, they've, they've stopped being teenagers and they've become young adults and they're about to do their first 
diet. What do you say to that person? And you've used some pretty heavy words like damage. You know, like what what should we be telling these kids that are just getting in it? Because Instagram's full of fitness people who look a million bucks, who have ticked the box on everything they want to achieve in their lives. And they've and there's some great stories out there and what's happened. But there's also, there's some real bullshit out there in the marketplace as well. And so what do we tell these kids? Because I'm assuming the damage is multiplied post, you know, becoming an adult versus a teenager because a teenager sort of bounced back from everything pretty quickly. Oh, I'm being dumbass in saying that, but I'm summarizing this. For the young adults out there that are going to start this process of, oh, I need to lose some weight or whatever, what would we be telling them? Should they read your book? Is this the type of thing you get them into? straight away absolutely don't do it you have to block out the noise okay a lot of the the information you're seeing on social media is misleading and wrong and a lot of these uh, people um i guess are are photoshopping a nation to self-loathing we have to avoid i guess buying into all of this noise you're always going to see a a new diet a a new magic bullet it's going to come out every day of the week because it is a 100 billion dollar industry so you have to understand what is happening within your body reading this information will equip you with that and it will hopefully prevent you signing up to that diet because look you will get that short-term result you're going to look great for summer but when i talk to you and if i followed you up in say six or 12 months or whatever it might be you will have put the weight back on because your body will fight the weight loss plus plus the other thing is the psychological ramifications and the body image disorders that come from dieting and weight cycling so if even if you might have a body image disorder now it's only going to get worse and then again remember the program is equipping you on the foods you should be eating we don't need to be restricting all of those favorite foods cutting out the whole grain carbs the fruits the dairy i mean a lot of these foods are the very ones that help us on our weight loss journey that are good for long-term health that prevent the diabetes the heart disease the cancer so cutting them out is not the answer for weight loss and importantly not for health Um, and you don't need to be restricting and and counting calories sure we want to be putting lots of wholesome nutritious uh, nature's treats in our body but look you shouldn't be ever feeling deprived you've got to give your body the fuel it needs i love that that's such great advice the book is interval weight loss for women you can get it everywhere. have you got an audio version that people can download too if they want to go for a walk and listen to it we don't actually have it in audio format so i've been um hounding penguin books to get that sorted and hopefully it's coming soon nice. look you don't want to get interval weight loss for women you remember you can get interval weight loss for life yep. or interval weight loss but i would say interval weight loss for women is a good start point for everyone including us blokes i love that and it's dr nick fallout mate you are an absolute legend i I'd love to get you back on again soon and we'll back it up with some, we'll dig a little bit deeper into the book and, and some of the things that you uh, you preach. For everyone out there, let's jump on that Instagram account so that we can get some good, honest information out. And what was it again? It's at Interval Weight Loss. And the, for the Facebook lovers, Dr. Nick Fuller's Interval Weight Loss. Cool. And if you want to follow up Dr. Nick, because I'm sure he's looking forward to your emails, it's drnickfuller.com. Get on there. I'm sure there's some great information on there as well. So jump on board, grab, grab the books it looks like we're in for a change and it was really great chatting you today mate i really enjoyed that i really appreciate coming on your show greg and keep up the good work thanks again mate love it can't wait it's good it's good to see australian people doing good things in the um, health and fitness fraternity and everyone out there thanks for listening again we really do appreciate it people like dr nick and myself we dig that you guys listen to our podcast it's something really good subscribe and if you keep doing that we can keep getting good people like dr nick back on and he might even 
come yeah. back on again himself. So that's Body Science Podcast for everyone out there. This will be coming up very soon. And it's not, it's just great that we can get people like leading obesity experts on board to talk about, you know, what is the right way to start? And you don't use, I was about to say that your diet, what is the word you use? Health. I focus on health. I think it's it's more important. Sure, we it's called interval weight loss, but that's because everyone pricks up their ears with weight loss. Yep. It's health. And, and look, you go to your GP, you get some bloods done. The minute you start the interval weight loss program, your cholesterol's improving, your blood pressure's going down, your blood sugar's going down. So do that as well. Get on board, guys and girls. Go and see that doctor, get that blood test, get the book, and let's, uh, well, you've all got his email account now, so just get on board and tell him how it's going. Thanks <laughs> for coming on board, mate. That was really good. We had, for everyone out there, we apologize about the sound. We had a lot of bad weather outside and it was jumping out. So it was a bit tinny. We do apologize, but uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Greg. Very kind. Catch you soon, Dr. Nick. Thanks, mate.